0: Welcome into another edition of Spits and Suds. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan, and I'm joined by future Dallas Stars Hall of Famer Craig Ludwig for another year. Let's give it up, Luds. How are you, buddy?
1: Are you drinking early
0: in the morning? Man. Future
1: Hall of Famer? What does that mean?
0: Well, Stars Hall of Famer.
1: (laughs) Uh, We we already put a pin in that one, I think, last year. (laughs) We do have the uh, ed. Or Ken Hitchcock one coming up in a week or so. Are you and speaking? And I'm not going to be here. Oh, no. I know. I was with uh, the guys last night at the game. And a uh, weekend prior to that, Matt Pichuk and Hatcher were in town. We did the Big Hearts uh, Celebrity Charity uh, fundraiser that we do. And um, they were both talking about coming back. As a matter of fact, Matty was texting me this morning, wanted to know if I was going to be here. And I said, you know what? When I, I looked at my schedule for next weekend for our U18 team. And it said Colorado um, versus Dallas. And I'm thinking, oh, well, it doesn't say we're on the road or nothing like that. So we must be playing them here in Dallas. And I said, yeah, I'll be there. And then all of a sudden I looked at the Saturday one and it says Anaheim, California. (laughs) So anyway, um, and we don't land until like 8 p.m. on Sunday. So I am going to miss the festivities. um, But I'm sure, I'm sure Eddie, isn't it appropriate (laughs) Or maybe it's ironic that them two are going in together. Yes, <laughs> the, the two lovebirds are going in <laughs> together.
0: <laughs> yes, you were kind of like Switzerland in that relationship, correct?
1: Yeah, you know what I, you know, Hitch and I have a really good relationship, and and at the time I didn't, you know, I didn't probably look at it as a really good relationship as a player, but uh, I spent a lot of time. Uh, in, in the office and things like that with hitch and uh, in the mornings, typically after games or, you know, before practice and Hey, this guy, that this guy, that go talk to that guy kind of thing. And, um, you know, then, then a couple incidents happened and (laughs) I had to make a couple phone calls at different times. And to, to coaches, I usually, anytime I had an issue with anybody or I shouldn't say issue, if there was a little speed bump somewhere along the way, I never really called Hitch first. I always called Wills. Rick Wilson was you know, a guy I've talked about a lot. Um, I had Wills when I was in college and then as a D coach and then D coach in Dallas and blah, blah, blah. So I've been around w- Wilson and his family for a long time. And his son, Landon, skates with us a couple of times during the week. And uh, anyway, <laughs> I would usually kind of run my you know whatever it may be through wills first and and then it was like you better call hitch i'm like no 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 you tell hitch. And so uh, <laughs> anyway um you know looking back i'm i'm i actually glad i was in that position because i uh i learned a lot and um you know you, you try to figure out what makes you always think you know what what makes a player tick a teammate, I should say, but you mm-hmm. know, when you get into different situations, then there's other way that you probably handle things. So, um, but you know, it's, it is funny when I saw both their names, and I thought nah, somebody's doing this on purpose. So, um, <laughs> but you know what, what's what's really, and I've said this for a long, a lot, you know, Hitch was the kind of coach that was hard, you know, it's old school, right? We can't, it's not the, you know, it's the Mike, Mike Babcock without, you know, the Babcock, yeah. the, Little incident, mm-hmm. um, but you. What What's really uh, nice about it is when you go to a Hall of Fame event where a teammate or whoever has been inducted into the Hall of Fame, and you know they have their what do they get four, five, six minutes or whatever for for their speech. Uh, Madonna, Hall, Belfour within a sentence or two, they bring up hitch, you know, about, you know, know, at the time you didn't realize um, how much they had an influence on your game and your play and the team concept and all that other kind of stuff. So, um, you know, not everybody loves all their head coaches and I'm not saying they love hitch, but they respected him for the way he went about his business.
0: Can can you do um, a video tribute or anything? A what? Can you do a video tribute since you won't be here?
1: I don't think they did. No, you know what, that, um, when, when Hatch went in last year, um, and Ganey, which obviously were the appropriate two to kick off the, this whole new format that the Dallas stars have done, um, you know, Hatch had Matt Pichuk open up for him and, um, Bob had Doug Armstrong. So, you know, two perfect guys to open up for two hall of fame guys. And so, um, the, I, I, it, those kind of things, I don't think you want to, you know, you don't want to turn it into a, a, a sideshow kind of yeah, thing. But, um, you know, and I think they try to keep it timely because, you know, all the players are there. Or at least, you know what, I don't know. The guys are on the road for a while now, I think. I think they're actually on the road till, well, yes. no, they're on the, play. I think they play Saturday. This event is on next Sunday, so they will be in town. Um, and that probably why they may have scheduled it the way I, I don't know hundred percent what what's all happening I mean I know that they've got the artists and things like that set up for music but um last year was great uh, I mean the whole team was there the, the whole current Dallas stars team and so it was nice to see all those guys and you know and then there's a lot of kids that are going who, who who's Bob Gainey who's that bell for so um yeah and it's nice how they did it you know they put a player at, at every table and um you know so they can kind of chat with you know us and whoever else is sitting at the table so um, no i i I don't think there's any video tributes in store and and it's supposed to be a pg event so i'm the last person they would want to have to play some kind of video with eddie
0: well i hope you don't mind and if you do i don't care i'm pushing for you to join that list you need to go in well, maybe there's a bartender's hall of fame or something like that. I could get into. Yes. Absolutely. All right. So we're gonna take we're gonna take you inside of Craig and my world. So um Craig mentions artist. So the story goes like this, and Craig will tell one story and then I'll tell another story. I got a random text. From a lovely lady who happens to be in a relationship with Craig, and she said, "Hey, Gavin, how's it going?" I would uh, wondering if you had any connections to go to Pink at Globe Life. And I thought Craig was totally in on this and said, "If you want to go to that, you need to contact him. Here's the number." That's that was what I thought. So I went ahead. And I was scrambling and I wanted to take care of my guy. So, and I didn't want my guy to necessarily be like in a crowd because I didn't think he was going to be totally happy to be there, but I wanted him to make like, look like a rock star with his girl. So I set him up in a suite. The concert was canceled. And Craig apparently has a completely different story about this because I thought you knew about it the whole time
1: uh well it's not completely different but it's just it didn't see kim and you're right she's she's a lovely chick and um but she had brought it up i got to admit that but i never really thought i mean and she she is very good on this stuff she she plans things in advance and she'll you know she'll tell me something about somebody's coming to town some artist or whatever it may be like six seven months prior and I'm going, Oh gosh. Yeah. That, Oh, that'd be awesome. You know? <laughs> and, and to be completely honest, I mean, I have heard a couple pink songs, yeah. so I'm not a, a fan. Um, I guess when I think of, I think of her, I think of a lot of screaming young girls at a concert, you know, young girls, that's what sure. I think. But, I, but again, I, I don't know everything. And, and, and you're right. I'm not good in crowds. Like I don't want to be sitting next to a bunch of people and you know, and then you kind of start talking, and you can't hear anything, anyways. And so, anyway, we're up in Wisconsin, and um, you know, all of a sudden, I don't remember exactly how it all <laughs> went down. It was like, well, I got a hold of Gavin. And I was like, Gavin, and I'm like, Gavin who? <laughs> That's so wrong. Like, I, I wasn't. I, you're not the first Gavin that comes to mind, but you're actually only one of two Gavins that I can think of that I actually even know. And, but at the time I wasn't thinking anything about it. And she just, yeah, I reached out to him about the pink concert. And I was like, oh, and, and then ultimately it ends up where Gavin's got us hooked up. And then I'm like, awesome. <laughs> and I'm thinking, and I must have motherfucked you for about an hour, <laughs> Like, what did he do? You know? And so, but I, I mean, I gotta admit, I was, I'm happy for her that, cause I know that she was really really likes to go and see i believe the name is Melinda carlisle
0: oh and yeah the go-go's I
1: think, yeah and i don't think i well she she actually put Melinda carlisle on the vehicle in her in her car one day and so i think we listened to seven songs uh of belinda carlisle which i do remember one of them but anyway um you know she's all excited and <clears throat> i'm thinking okay well how am i gonna get gavin for this one now again i'm happy that she that you got a, us i'll say us hooked up um and then I, then she's like, well, and she goes, we're in a suite. I'm like a suite. She goes, yeah. And I'm like, oh, well that's now that's a lot better. First off, I know I don't have to go far to get a beer. I mean, normally, you know, there's some, some beer close by in a suite and you know, it's not, you know, 30,000 people. There's only 20 or 30 whatsoever in the suite. And um, then I think she said it was, you know, it's going to be with, you know, a bunch of, I, I think it was Ranger. Exec- yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah so now now then she's telling me now she's telling me how good I have to be Yes. Like you can't you can't say this you can't say that i got yes. a list of things i can't do i have a big long can't, can't do list um so so now i'm sitting there and then i'm like and as the countdown's going and you know she's all excited and she's got i didn't know this cuz we we had a tournament our u18s had a tournament in dallas so it all worked out perfectly for for the concert all this kind of stuff and we have a game at six o'clock, I believe it was. Oh no, we were doing the big hearts. We we're doing, yeah, the big you were hearts. doing the tournament. Yeah, <clears throat> that's right. And so we have a five o'clock all-star uh, game going on. Um, we play three games, three to four games, whatever it was during the day. And then there's the the people that raise the most money play against the, uh, the alumni guys in a, in a five o'clock game. And so Kim's getting out there early. We're not even driving together. She is going there. She's going to Uber. She's going to hitchhike. She's going to do whatever she's got to do to get there early um, get up there so she doesn't miss Belinda Carlisle. And I, I have a buddy that owns a Big Apple Cafe. Joe, I called Joe up and I'm asking about parking. I said, Joe, I'm not going to be able to leave this game till 6:30 or so. I guarantee it's going to be a mess. Uh, getting to the ballpark, working can I park? Blah blah blah. Well, about I, I going in for this game. I, oh no, I sorry. I came out of the game. I'm getting ready. I'm undressing outside the car in the parking lot. I'm trying to put a pair of jeans on and stuff like that to get in the car and take off. I get a text message from Joe and he goes, you must be one happy motherfucker. And I'm like, huh? And so then he calls me and he goes, you're happy, aren't you? I said, happy. I said, no, Joe, I'm getting dressed. I'm going to go sit for an hour and a half in traffic, probably get out to the ballpark. He goes for what? I said, the pink concert. He goes, there is no concert. I'm like, yeah, good one. I said, you don't have to rub it in. And he goes, no, there is no concert. It's called off. And so I immediately got out of my car. Well, actually I looked, I looked online or something like that. And then I noticed that Kim had sent me a message and it kind of had her little thing on there. And so anyway, I felt, I, I still do feel bad for her, but I guess she's going to be back here in a month yes. or something like that. November. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll still be doing it, but this one here, at least we'll be able to go together and um, <laughs> she won't have to Uber there two hours early by herself.
0: <laughs> my, so, my, friend, anyway, my, my friend, my friends I- at the Rangers were like, Hey, you think Craig would be okay talking with some people and, you know, schmooze. Him? like, absolutely. Yes, Craig is really <laughs> but, good yeah, at but that. Did you
1: warn him? Did you warn him how the conversations may go?
0: <laughs> I told them that you would absolutely capture the room. And I did say the following based on taking you to a ball game. I was like, the only thing I ask, and I truly appreciate this. I was like, thank you so much for the tickets. If you could just make sure that the refrigerator stays stocked with beer. And they well, said, you absolutely. Take,
1: you know what you need to do is you need to take some of your own advice because it seems to me. <laughs> I know. When you invited Kim and I to go to the Rangers game, yep. within 20 minutes, the no. three Miller lights in the fridge were gone.
0: No, it wasn't 20 no more. minutes. No, no. There were I, no more. I was busy like talking with people and everything. And then I got, I checked my phone because my phone went off and it just says, seventh inning, no more beer. You're an awful host. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I can't, we had to walk outside. The good news is the sweep that we were, I guess that's your company sweep. Yeah. The one that we walked out, walk out the door, there's a bar right there. So yes. it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't that bad. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, <clears throat> when you say have the fridge full of Miller Light for them, I'm not sure, I, I don't know what you, what Phil means to you for full. <laughs>
0: i just think it's hilarious that one side i'm like you know i'm gonna take care of craig craig's the man you know (laughs) i really appreciate him partnering with me on this podcast and 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 you're mfing me like (laughs) like i really thought i was doing you a heavy
1: this is how grateful i am for for a guy going out of his way getting getting her and i into a into a suite and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, are there parking passes? or what the <laughs>
0: <hell?"> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm trying to charter a helicopter uh, because I'm thinking, oh, my God, where do you park out here at this place? So uh, and I, find out, I find out, I said, I know there's that live place, you know, the live bar out there. I wonder if you can just park there, go there early, have a few beers. I'm like, oh, no, they still charge you 40 yeah. bucks for parking there, too. So <laughs> they're not <stupid laughs> out there.
0: No, no, no. All right transitioning to last night uh two points to start the season and uh boy i have so many questions that i saw in last night's game and i was excited i'm like i gotta ask craig about and the first thing i wanted to ask you is yes it was two points but i think pete DeBoer, you could tell after the game i think they're going to go back to the table and talk about you know getting out of the defensive zone some a lot of turnovers last night from uh, both teams and uh, I thought St. Louis did a good job of coming at the Stars. But the first thing I wanted to ask you is that first game legs, because preseason back when you played, I think it's kind of changed. And the goal is not to get injured and kind of work your way into game shape. What's that first game like, though? Is it is it like a completely different speed? Because I know you've talked about it. It's like preseason speed, regular season speed, and then rev it up because the playoffs are here.
1: I don't know. I don't know if I'd say it's a, uh, a different speed, um, but there's 20 guys that are playing to win. And, you know, when you're, when you're playing preseason um, and I don't, I don't really think it's different for a a young kid preseason versus a veteran, you know, those guys are out there showing that they want to stay and that they belong to be on that opening night roster. And so there's a, but there's not 20 guys that are playing that way. You know, you're, for veterans, you know, Ben, Sagan, Pavelski, you know, guys like that, even even Miro, guy Hayskin, I mean, he's been in the league now, what, four or five years, whatever it is. Um, you know, not to say that they're going through the motions, but the intensity is not is not the same. And and so, and then if you want to go ahead and compare it to like last night's game, and if you watched any of the games, you know, the the previous two nights, um it, it's not midseason form. Yeah, you know, they're they're still I, I always think that, that, you know, anywhere between five and 10 games before actually they're, they're up and, um and, you know, getting closer to, to what they're going to be for the rest of the season. So, um you know, but last night's game, it, it was a good game. um I thought, you know, St. Louis is in a, St. Louis is a kind of team that they're in, I guess what they're calling it now is a retool. um You know, so they're not, they're going to have a hard time or they're going to be pushing for you know, a, a, a last spot uh, as far as playoffs go, I, I think. But you know, the good news for for Doug Armstrong, the general manager, and and Craig Berube, I think their goalie played really well. Last yes, he did was really good. Jake Ottinger was really good. The two goalies were good. Yep. <clears throat> Bennington, you know, had had to make some really big saves, and and he probably he's probably upset with him on the Jamie Ben goal. You know, Jamie comes around the back of the net, yeah. and, You know, makes a smart play and. Uh, he's probably thinking, and, and I think for St. Louis, um, that, that's a question mark for them. You know, what, what Bennington is, because we've seen with that goalie when they don't win games and things start to go sideways for him, he loses his composure. And then he ends up being a distraction, uh, for that team. And he wants to fight guys and things like that. So, um, but we don't really have to worry about St. Louis. And, I, but I do think for Dallas, um, I, I was impressed with with Lundqvist last night. I thought he played really well. Um, he moves the puck well, and I think those are the him and Harley. To me, are are the areas that I would think that management and coaching staff are thinking that we need to see and need, need these players to be what we expect them to be now. Yeah, because you know they're 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 up front um, the forwards. Uh, you know, I think they know what they're getting there. Um, the Matt Duchesne experiment will be interesting as the, as the year goes along. Um, but I think Wyatt Johnson to me stands out from last night. Uh, you know, and I'm, 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 and I'm again, I'm, I think I, I kind of, I stepped on Dodonov, um, when, when he was first coming over here, I, you know, he had been on like three or four teams in five years. And I thought he's been good since he stepped in here. And so he, he was good last night too, again. So, you know, I, I think this team, is is three lines deep and and I think that is um, especially when it comes from an offensive standpoint I think the question and the goaltending as long as Jake stays healthy back there all year and I think they need to um, manage his amount of games um, that he plays during the course of the season so you know he's ready to go at playoff time but you know more than likely you're looking at as the season you know gets down and in the 10-15 games left I would assume it you know, we're probably going to be Colorado and Dallas jockeying yeah. for that you know, that top spot there.
0: Yeah, Doug Armstrong even said that when he was talking about the season preview. He said it's it's Dallas and Colorado, and we're hoping to hopefully fight for that third spot. So yeah. you know, I think yeah. I think that's uh, that's cool that he said that, and shows how far this Stars team has come. I love the hustle of the of Ben on the uh just entering the zone on that first goal and that wrap around, and the composure just. Craig, that little extra seconds, rather than the, I mean, we saw Wyatt Johnston almost do it um, to win the game, but unfortunately couldn't wrap that stick. But uh, you, I noticed Jamie kind of pulled out a little bit with that stick and, and then flicked it on the wrap around. So I thought that was uh, really cool. I did want to talk about the St. Louis high end goal from a defenseman perspective, because I see this a lot with Esselindel, and it was Hockenpah and Esa Lindell. Has it changed? And what were you talking about? What, what have you, what were you taught regarding like coming out and you were one of the best shot blockers probably all time in the NHL. I mean, your, your shin guards were heading toward the uh, NHL hall of fame if you allowed it, but there's that, fine line between blocking a shot and blocking your goalie's view. And I thought Ottinger was screened on that. Um, how, you know, is it just a reaction thing where your job is just to block the shot?
1: Yeah, I think it was kind of a scramble play. And and I think both him and, uh, uh, it was Hockenpah and, and, uh, was that Essa? I think. Yeah, it was Essa. Yeah. Um, you know, and the game has changed a little bit there, um, where back back when we played, you wouldn't allow um, an opposing forward to set up in front of your goaltender, and and that's changed a lot, even on penalty killing. They, they kind of leave them there, and you kind of, there's more emphasis on getting out into shot lanes and, and trying to block putts, and, and, and I think from a goaltender standpoint, it's more difficult on them, you know, <clears throat> but... Uh, They both, and they both kind of collided a little bit. So, you know, I mean, you look at, and we're trying to teach our guys the same thing is when you try to, a lot of young players, when they line up to block a shot, you're obviously looking at the player that's taking the shot, but you don't, Too many young players will line up chest to chest. In other words, you're going to be right in front of them. Well, if you're a right-handed shot and I'm trying to block shot, I got to be another foot to my left. Not in front of the body. You've got to be in front of the shot where it's coming off the stick, and 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 that's not to say that Hawk and, and Essa don't know that. But I thought they were both trying to get into a shooting lane. Um, however, the puck gets back to the point. There's a big gap between the defenseman and the goaltender, and you know they've got a player that's in front, so they both kind of step out. If, if I remember right, and it almost looked they didn't see each other. They're, you know, they're focused on getting in that shot lane and they both, both do the same thing at the same time and they kind of click shoulders. And so neither one of them ends up getting in the shot lane, but at the end of the day, I don't think that the coaching staff is going to look and go, man, you guys, that's not what you're supposed to do. I think what they'll do is they'll, they're going to look and see why was the point guy wide open? Where where was our, where were our other forwards? So, um, but, you know, we had those, those uh, conversations with, with Eddie and, you know, when Eddie first came over, he, from Chicago or, you know, the teams that he was prior to that, um, you know, he came over and it was, um, you know, he, he would make comments sometimes about, you know, all of us, because we all did it. We all tried, you know, we're just trying to keep the puck out of our net, but you have to eventually realize that there are some shots that aren't dangerous for goaltenders, you know, from the perimeter and down by the hash marks and certain areas like that. And we had to kind of learn, we don't need to go down there. Eddie doesn't want us to go down. And really there is no reason to go down. So there's time and place. And that was a time for those guys to try to block a shot. So, uh, but it happens, you know, I mean, and I, I think that what will happen during the course of the year course of a goalie's career, he's going to thank the guys you know, that were shot blockers and, and saved a lot of goals. Um, you know, but that, that's kind of the, that's the yin and yang of, of trying to get your stick on pucks and block shots is there's going to be the odd ones that, that, you know, go off a shin pad or go off your stick, but that's what we're taught to do. And, and you just kind of, you have to take it. I mean, you, you take it with the position, you take it with the job that you're trying to do and, um, you know that one. That was one of those seeing eye ones. And you're right, Jake. Uh, to me, Jake didn't didn't see it since it left the stick. I think when when those two guys, both of them at the same time stepped out, he probably talk. He probably took uh, Jake's sight line, you know, from the guy releasing the shot, you know, and, and being able to, you know, to pick it up on the way in.
0: You mentioned Nils Lundquist, and it was good to see him on that second power play unit last night. I, I, I like that change, and I'm I like the confidence that they you know, are giving him by putting him on that second power play unit.
1: Well, well, speaking of, yeah. I mean, well, because they need to, I mean, they need to find, you know, a Klingberg. I, I, I and mean, again, look, he's not going to be Klingberg and Klinger was really good on the power play. As a matter of fact, the other night in Toronto, he had a lot to do with the yeah. tying goal. So anyway, um, you know, but he moves the puck well, he skates well, you know, the issue for him I think is going to always be, you know, how do you play defensively and do you play defense and, from what I saw, I thought, I thought he was really good. I liked the way he moves the puck and he, you know, he'll make the eight, 10 foot passes. I think those, those young players, when they come up through their, you know, their junior teams and minor wherever they're playing and the, the, the talent level isn't the same as when you're in the NHL. And so they, they're allowed to get away with more because they can do more. And then all of a sudden they get to this level where everybody's supposed to be, where they're supposed to be. And they're in the lanes and they're a little bit quicker. Their sticks are a little bit better and they try to make this move. And, and they'll go to the body and where you thought you could step around a guy two years ago in, in your own age group. Um, you know, so they, that's an adjustment for him. So I, I mean, I hope that, you know, they keep on playing them a lot. I mean, <clears throat> you know, regular shift. And, and I think that's what happened to him last year. He was in the lineup, out of the lineup. You know, I don't, I don't know if the trust was there understandably from the coaching staff. And, and they want, I think they they're saying, listen, we got to see what, harley and lundquist can be because you know you know i mean last year it was my you know that, that was my, so, my my sore spot um, mm-hmm. as they were going through the playoffs was, was the way that they were playing on their own end and yep um you know Miro again last night played probably i don't know 26 28 minutes again um you know and that's not going to change but man he looks good too Miro. Yeah. Miro i love this summer <clears throat> he actually came out I, I i don't know how he said it but he basically said he wants to win the Norris this year. And so I mean, that's a confidence thing. He's such a quiet kid, but he wants to be recognized as the best defenseman in the league. So it's nice to see, you know, guys like that, you know, put themselves on, you know, unnoticed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to also ask you because you made the journey on a few teams. When you join a team, how long does it take for you to feel completely confident that like, okay, I feel good with this team?
1: I think it depends on the the players. It depends on the group. Uh, you know, when we here in Dallas and when we were in Mon- when I was in Montreal and if anybody got traded, moved to our team, there was 10, 12, 13 guys that were right there to welcome you and make you feel like you've been there. I mean, I would drive out to the airport um, and pick guys up. I mean, if we <clears throat> even if I didn't know who they were. Um, you know, like Billy Hewitt. I I remember um, when Huey got traded here. Um, by the way, Huey's got a book out and um it, it's a it's a good read it's it's a very interesting need but anyway um he uh i didn't know who he was i playing against him like geez, this is gonna be great on our team it was, you know another bigger heavier uh shane shirla and so it, billy added the weight and he was tough and um but you need those kind of guys you need those kind of guys and it makes it easy um so you know when i went to from you know I, when i went to minnesota basically you know leaving montreal and stuff like that it was It was easy because I knew some guys, you know, that that always makes it easier. And and it was a, the team wasn't great at that time. And so everybody kind of was in, you know, in the same pot together. Um, uh, But anyway, I I really think trades are are really I remember when Hully got when we got Hully, I was in Wisconsin and I had never spoken to Hully before. um, With the exception of, you know, an odd comment playing against him and things like that. Um, as soon as I heard, I I called our, one of our uh, people that work upstairs and I I got Holly's number and just called him and, you know, introduced myself and, Hey man, we're looking forward to having you here and things like that. So I think that's what, I think that's what makes it easier on the player that gets traded when somebody reaches out to him immediately. And I think that's a norm now. Um, you always hear when a guy gets traded, he'll tell you, Oh yeah, so-and-so man, I had seven guys texting me now. They're not necessarily phone calls, but you know, man, I had 12, 15 guys texting me. So, I really think that trades are all about, you know, your group that, that you currently have. Um, and, and they make it, you know, like you feel good. You're almost like looking forward to meeting the guy in person, you know, meeting these guys that reached out to you.
0: Yeah. I think we talk a lot. Obviously the names are there. Heishkinen and Jason Robertson and the the household names that we mention. but at the same time, I think it was pretty evident that, uh, uh, Rope Hintz's absence certainly made a difference in last night's game.
1: Oh, for sure. Uh, there's no question. I mean, he's a, somebody else may ask me that last night up in the, in the suite. We had a suite there last night too. And you know what? We had unlimited Miller light.
0: Okay. Uh, and the plus one didn't come my way.
1: Oh,
0: plus one. Yeah. I had
1: my plus one. Kim was there. She's with, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You're not jumping ahead of her for more reasons than one. That's understandable. Um, I
0: will accept that.
1: <clears throat> um. No, it would uh, sorry. I got off track here. Who are we talking about again? Who would you want to, Who are you mumbling <laughs> I'm, about?
0: I'm trying to even think Rupe hints.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were talking about Rupe, Rupe hints, Yeah.
1: Yeah. You miss him, you know, and, and that's not taking anything away from Tyler Sagan who jumped in there. And I thought Tyler did a good job. Tyler after last year, you know, Tyler kind of got, got back healthy and you know, he was good last year and I think he's going to be good again this year again. Um, Yeah, Rupe with his speed. What Rupe does for you know, whether it's Joe and and Robo, I'm sure that when they get back, they'll be back together again. But he, what he does is he creates so much speed um, and space at the offensive blue line when he when he's the one that brings the puck into the zone. Because as a defenseman, like Miro, watch watch when Miro's moving up through the neutral zone. It's hard to stand up on them guys as a defenseman. So it creates creates a lot of space for for Pavelski and and Robo when, when they've got, you know, Rupe in the lineup. And so, and he, and he's not afraid to take pucks to the net, you know, he'll, you know, and he's flying. So it's a big hole, but, but I really look at Rupe. He's, I don't know. I mean, it's the start of the season, but I think where he's come in the last few years and what you see him do. I mean, he's got to be in a conversation where he's in the top five to 10, you know, forwards in the league. That's my opinion, because I don't know, you know you can we can talk about Connor mcdavid and, and mckinnon with their speed and everything that they do and and you know i'm not putting rupe in that category yet but when it comes to just flat out skating hints is right there and any he, and he's you know he's got the puck it, it's on his stick so um he, he's difficult to play against
0: yeah absolutely i